Hello and welcome to another episode of Early Childhood Perspectives. I'm your host, William. I'm a preschool teacher, assistant director, and I've been teaching now for about seven years. And I use this podcast as an opportunity to look at the often overlooked or unrecognized concepts within early education. Before we get onto the topic later, I thought there's just several things I just want to highlight. First off, thank you so much. Um, I looked at the numbers for last podcast and I was blown away at just the amount of listens. And it really is a, a privilege to just record this, throw it online and to have others listen to it. And I just wanted to say thank you. I use this as a bit of a reflection tool to kind of look at a topic and then, you know, record a podcast and share it with the world. But I just really appreciate the, um, yeah, the community that's been building on Facebook and facebook.com forward slash early childhood perspectives and just kind of the feedback and the messages I've been receiving and as a thank you um, later this week on the Facebook group I'm going to uh, post a survey and an opportunity for feedback and I really encourage all listeners to really you know put anything down I really want to take on board what you like about this podcast what you don't like and it can be anything because although I do this predominantly for me as a reflection, um, I've been blown away by the little community we're starting to building and I want to make sure it reflects that as well. So I'll be posting later on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash early childhood perspectives. And just while we're on that note, I really want to encourage everyone to rate and review us and to like us, either through our Facebook group, um, through iTunes or through the Stitcher app. Uh, whenever that happens, it just means that this podcast gets to go to a lot more places and when people search it, it's one of the few options that come up. So any time to do that would be much appreciated. Anything at all, whether through Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud or Facebook, I'd really appreciate it. So the topic today, we're going to look at Christmas and early education. And I, I'm coming at this from a bit of a bent. Um, I'm a bit of a Grinch when it comes to Christmas and there's a lot of things I kind of struggle with in terms of Christmas and I don't like to do these podcasts focus on a specific um, topic that's relevant to the time and what I mean by that is I don't like when it's Anzac Day to focus on an Anzac Day topic or when it's Easter to focus on an Easter topic. I try and stick away from that because I, I don't want to be bogged down by that but I... The company I work for, which is a uh, for-profit long day care service, do this thing about sustainable practices and looking at sustainability. And they released a kind of booklet and article that I found really informative and I was really keen to share it. And then that kind of got me on the journey, thinking about Christmas, reflecting on Christmas and examining what it means within the preschool space. So the big thing that they were kind of highlighting is regardless of where you stand on Christmas or where your community and family stand on Christmas, it's important to recognize that it's a very, um, in terms ethically, with sustainable practices, it's not very good. And they were talking about wrapping paper and kind of the waste of wrapping paper and how, um, you know, how much waste it generates and how we spend all this money and we generate all this waste for something that we wrap up and then tear away. And it gave some really cool ideas in terms of, um, you know, Christmas gifts and Christmas ideas of what to do. So one of the big things they did was kind of um, not getting on a hobby horse, but just teaching the children 
really easy sustainable practices through the perspective or angle of Christmas. So they're talking about reusing drawing paper and using that as wrapping paper or getting the children to create their own wrapping paper with collage. And I thought that was a really great springboard to really use the children, use their creativity and to really use it in terms of Christmas. You know, instead of just buying lots of wrapping paper, creating this beautiful wrapping paper that the children have constructed, put it in their bags and that's something that can be used at home. Another thing that I really like and it's something our directors implemented is instead of making these carbon copy similar, you know, Christmas gifts, you know, we all have done it. It's the t-shirt outline that we then decorated with Christmas decorations and glitter and all that business and then we give to parents. Um, I'm not shooting that down because it does have its place, but I just, something I really liked was our director gave us this black folder. It's cheap. It was like $1 from Officeworks. And each child, we collected their artworks throughout the year. And I just thought that was an amazing Christmas gift. It was wonderful. And the reactions of the parents were really appreciative. And it was wonderful to give to parents that something that reflected their child, their creativity. And it doesn't need to just be drawing. Um, I put in pictures of block construction for those who weren't terribly keen on drawing. I put in, you know, photos of them with musical instruments. I just thought it was a really good opportunity instead of giving, you know, something that's a bit impersonal, doesn't really express their child. I found this creativity folder awesome in just really accomplishing that aim. Another thing that I kind of, you know, I've been thinking about, again, I'm not a big Christmas person, but it's just thinking about Christmas in terms of a cultural celebration and what that means for your centre. So ECA, the Early Childhood Australia, emphasises that we need to kind of reflect our community. Um, a lot of early childhood practitioners have talked at length about that, that we need to kind of reflect our community. And I think that's really important when it comes to Christmas. Um, you know, we need to reflect our community and their stance on Christmas, but we also need to respect the kind of religious roots that this celebration has. And we need to do that in a way that's meaningful and in a way that's respectful. And I find often a lot of educators are fearful about talking about Christmas because they're worried they're going to get into trouble, but they really shouldn't be that fear because, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm not trying through Christmas to share the message of Christianity. I'm just explaining what Christmas means, just as I explain what Diwali means or I explain what Ramadan means or I explain any cultural celebration. I explain their origins. Um, I don't use it as an opportunity to, you know, talk about the Christian message or share faith because I wouldn't like it if someone from a different faith group did that with my children. But I feel like it's really important that as educators and as practitioners that we don't shy away from the kind of religious significance because for a lot of our families, especially the community I work for, there's a high number of Catholic families, it's really important. And all we need to do is do a simple nativity book or something really simple that just explores what Christmas means. And it's also important to explore for a lot of families what Christmas means to them. Um, you know, not every family celebrates the Christian message of Christmas, but they look at Christmas as a celebration of family and goodwill. And I think it's important to reflect that too, even Santa Claus and all that. I'm not a big advocate. I don't like Santa Claus, but I understand for some families that's really important. So for me, when it comes to Christmas, it's about reflecting what Christmas means in terms of our community. And that might mean it 
means we talk about the religious aspect. And we shouldn't be shy about that because just like we do with any other cultural celebration, we reflect our community and I feel we should do the same for Christmas. One thing I am mindful though in terms of Christmas is the whole idea of Santa Claus as punishment. Um, I just, too often I hear educators go, oh, if you do this, Santa might not come, or if I do this, you know, Santa's watching and all this business. And I feel like it's taking a really weird abstract concept and using it as a way to kind of <laughs> do a reward and punishment system for children. And I feel like it's, it's kind of unacceptable in how we teach children. Um, a bit later, I'm going to do a podcast on rewards and punishment and behavioral management. But I just think um, it kind of muddies the water when we start to bring in an abstract concept and a concept that isn't real, like Santa Claus, to kind of guide children's behavior. And I also think it starts to blur the lines with some families who, um, you know, they don't celebrate Santa Claus and who don't talk about Santa Claus and... I just feel like it really muddies the water. So I think that's something we also need to consider. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you guys in a fortnight's time. Bye.